Everything Old is New Again is sponsored by the Law Office of Douglas Viviani. Douglas Viviani has been providing quality legal service for over 26 years. We're a general practice firm and can handle any legal matter you may have for a reasonable fee. If you're involved in a car accident, starting a business, planning your estate, or need a criminal attorney, please call 631-681-1910 or email us at vivianilaw at aol.com for a free consultation. Get the justice you deserve. Contact the Law Office of Douglas Viviani at vivianilaw at aol.com. Mexican Air Force pilots capturing on videotape what are said to be 11, count them, 11 UFOs, unidentified flying objects. They are officially there. Bright objects, some sharp points of light moving quickly across the sky. The tape called historic by some. Members of the Mexican Defense Department saying it's the first time UFOs have had the backing of any country's armed forces. So that is uh, Shepard Smith from the Fox uh, News uh, television station. We are Everything Old is New Again. We're discussing and continuing to discuss the UFO phenomenon. And is it real? Should it be taken seriously? I'm here with David Cohen, as usual. And we have our special guest returning, Dr. John Viviani, who is a um, self-proclaimed ufologist, if you will, and has been examining this subject for 30 years. He's, uh, as an aside, a dentist in Huntington. So if you'd like self-proclaimed. to... Self-proclaimed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you'd like to have some interesting discussion while having your teeth drilled, feel free to, to visit him on, uh, on any Saturday afternoon. Um, this is Everything Old is New Again. Let's talk about that clip. That was the Mexican Air Force who had followed UFOs, apparently, correct? No, they were, they were actually out looking for drug runners. And what happened was the, on their infrared feed, they saw the uh, lights. It wasn't visible to the crew with the naked eye. And then the objects were flying side by side to the Mexican Air Force. But on that clip, obviously that was on television, you could see through their what they were seeing. There's a, a clear videotape of yeah. what they saw. And you could see, uh, and you could probably pull it up on YouTube, is all I did, um, there, the lights and stationary lights of what appeared to be uh, some kind of craft that does not look like an airplane or a helicopter. Uh, so it's an interesting topic, an interesting subject. And the first time, finally now, uh, that was uh, somewhere around 10 years ago, um, that this topic again now is kind of going mainstream. So what happened? That. So what happened with that? It just died That's or... That's, That's the, the killer. It gets presented. You can even hear Shepard Smith, the way he's presenting it, is sort of tongue-in-cheek. He says, right. oh, this is kind of interesting, whatever. Um, is anyone going to become serious with this topic, or should it be serious? Should the mainstream, should someone in the mainstream take it seriously? If you want to hear this kind of information, uh, you're going to hear it on, you know, there's another radio show that's broadcast late at night, and they take these uh, topics all the time. I guess I can mention the name, Coast to Coast. And uh, you can hear that and hear, hear them talk about this. And again, they kind of get ridiculed. Why? Any answers? <laughs> I don't know. There must be some. Well, there must be some pressure from the government, or the, or people just don't want to. They don't want to speak out to be ridiculed. I mean, this thing's ten years ago. It's on tape from a government sanction saying this is not a hoax. We have this here. What more do you need to say? Listen, let's investigate this further. Well, I think we need a government uh, uh, person from the government to actually start uh, getting on board. I think we may have that with this clip. Back that uh, unless. Uh 
the Defense Department proves us otherwise, that it was probably uh, some form of an alien spacecraft. Now, that's Governor Fife Symington of Arizona. He was governor in 1997. So that, um, other than Jesse uh, Ventura, I think, can say that that's a, a governor that has some... What was he, what was he speaking about? Yeah, was he was speaking to? about the what's called the Phoenix Lights. So let's have the doctor explain to us what were the Phoenix Lights. Well, first of all, the importance of the Phoenix Lights were there wasn't just one witness. There was thousands of witnesses. Uh, there was this V-shaped formation. Of, and when was this? This was back in uh, 1997, okay. I believe. So, so pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah, and it started actually. There, it, it was in Nevada, Henderson, Nevada. They, there was these reports coming, and then 30 minutes later, it was in Phoenix. So it traveled very far, far, you know, fast, and was huge. This huge light formation. They said that a 747 could land on land on this thing. That's wow. how big it was. It was stationary lights. They were not moving. The, in a, the in lights shape of themselves were stationary, right. but the and the craft did hover for four to five minutes in in Phoenix. And you can go on YouTube and see it. It's sitting right there. We don't have anything that could stay and hover that, that that's big. Hmm. And then it also did travel uh, very quickly to other air, uh, other areas. It was caught on uh, a, a, a tower, a, a local airport tower. Air traffic controllers saw this thing. It was not on radar. Um, there was a lot of reports from all kinds of witnesses from all different walks of light. You have, what pilots, doctors. Attorneys. Well, I mean, if you've got the governor uh, acknowledging that this existed, it's got some significance to it. Let's just take a look. We're running a little bit low on time here. I have another uh, a clip from a Dodge, Dr. Roger Lear, mm. who is a surgeon. And uh, let's talk and listen to what he's talking about in terms of this. Dr. Lear supervised the procedure to remove the foreign object from Tim Cullen's arm. Although there was no original entry scar, a tiny metallic object was found under the skin. Once the object was removed, we find two very surprising things. One is that there's absolutely no inflammatory response by the body to the object, which is quote unquote impossible. And number two, we find that there's a large number of uh, nerve cells there that uh, really don't belong. We fortunately had a piece of equipment which was a radio frequency detector and we actually detected two oscillating frequencies that were being emitted from the object. When they are removed, they don't do anything. We find that these objects contain metals which are not from this earth. So, I mean, that's, uh, explain that. And he explained it kind of, but go into a little more details. What, he's, what is he talking about? Basically, the, he was taking pieces of metal out of people's uh, arms and legs that they didn't have any, they never had any accidents. They don't know how it got in there. They said, what's this thing? He takes it out, sends it to be analyzed to Los Alamos lab. They tried to get it analyzed, and the an analysis came back and said, well, the, the uh, elements here are not found on Earth. And they didn't know it came from taken from a person's body. They just sent it and say, listen, what is this? Is and by the way, uh, when I researched it, at least eight people. Uh, oh, it, it was, uh, I believe it was eight people and 17 objects and eight people. And no scars or no, you know, when you insert something into your body, of course, there's a scar in some way. There was no piece of no, metal. Right. Uh, so there was no scarring whatsoever. Now, what about this nerve business? What's going and, and the rejection of, of why is the fact that they, this piece of metal was not rejected significant? Well, because it seemed to be incorporating itself into the body instead of being rejected it actually was the nerves were growing into this thing and I, I saw one report when they when they, they actually saw you could see the surgery on TV on the YouTube 
when you when he was trying to get the object, it actually kind of moved away from his forceps. It was not just stable. And so, they also it measured it, and they saw that while it was in the body, it had some, it gave off some frequency. signal, some frequency. But when they took it out of the body, it stopped working. Yeah. Let's take a listen to someone uh, in the entertainment field that has a little bit of knowledge or at least experience in this area, Steven Spielberg, and see what he has to say about it. Well, I wouldn't put it past this government that a cosmic Watergate has been underway for the last, you know, 25 years. And at the same time, I don't think it's, uh, I think as we're growing up, or from the government's point of view, uh, I think we've, you know, we're, we're, we've, we've been adults uh, for hundreds of years, but from the government's point of view, uh, we're still growing up, and eventually they might want to tell us something about what they've uh, discovered over, over, over the decades. So I think, of course, he did Close Encounters, and he's did quite a bit of research for that film, and he's got some interest uh, you know, in the topic as well. So, so two questions, yes. okay? If there is a cover-up, right, A, this would be incredibly difficult to cover up, right? This isn't just, you know, we found some Afghan terrorist hiding and, and we can't disclose it for national security reasons. This is the greatest story in the history of the world that we were contacted or we found some evidence of other life forms. And so many people would have to be involved in this cover-up. How can you keep it to yourself? Well, How could all of these people keep ask, it to themselves? Let me ask you, is it a cover-up, though? We've been talking about, you know, Shepard Smith went on the air with this Mexican story. It, didn't get, it got no traction. Well, little things like that might leak out, and, and, and that's an outlier. You can say he was a nut. You could say something, you know, so, or, or like, you, like to your point, no media person wants to cover it for fear of what's going to happen to their professional career. Or it could be something uh, that did was experienced in our civilization in thir- 1938. Uh, Orson Welles did a play in, in uh, called The War of the Worlds. Oh, so the and, fear of uh, panic. The fear of panic. Let's just listen to a little okay. of that, see what that happened. What's that? There's a jet of flames springing from the mirror and it leaps right at the advancing men. It strikes them head on. The Lord's are turning into flames. Ah! The whole field's caught up by the woods. The cars are gas tanks, tanks for the automobiles spreading everywhere. Coming this way now, about 20 yards to my right. And, of course, that, that goes silent for quite a while. I'm not going to leave silence on the air here. But, uh, and then they cut back into a radio broadcast of music. So back in 1938, that A lot of people was, panicked. They heard they that on the radio, and they, they started leaving town, and they thought we were actually being invaded. Right. Um, he presented that as if it was uh, you know, a real, real yeah. occurrence. So that could be some of the reason they don't want panic to occur in the civilization. John, how do you, are people really going to panic, though? I don't know if they're going to panic, but um, they could, there's another theory also that— Ten if, seconds. That uh, we. Well, anyway, I can't get into it. In 10 All right, we'll, we'll cover this another time. Long story short, I think Close Encounters uh, gives us a good feel. Do you for want the to give Doug a today. noogie right now for that? <laughs> little brother, big brother. Shot of This portion of Everything Old is New Again is sponsored by ResumeDoctorInc.com. When you're seeking to change your career, apply for a promotion, or are trying to find a job, your resume is the first thing that's seen that represents you to a potential employer. Make sure your resume makes a clear, concise, and professional impression of who you are so you can get that job interview. Send your current resume to ResumeDoctorInc at AOL.com for a free online review. You'll receive a timely reply with a reasonable quote to properly prepare your resume. Let them make sure you have a resume that will get you noticed. Send your resume or questions to resume doctor inc at aol.com. That's resume doctor inc at aol.com.
cut off uh, the good doctor as we had left because I wanted to get uh, uh, the commercials in. But before we uh, continue with that And he had to give you a wedgie so I, for doing that. I had so to make an excuse that's... up. It sounded like the commercials was better than the wedgie issue, but okay. Uh, <laughs> truth be told, long story short, I do want to get into why uh, Close Encounters uh, was played there and, and has a little significance to me. Spielberg took the subject seriously in that if we were to communicate with with aliens that came to us. How would we do it? And through using mathematics and music, the way they did in that movie was genius um, to me, I guess, because I'm not so knowledgeable in either subject. But um, that was, was a way that... Pretty- it was pretty cool. It was an interesting idea, I think. And Hollywood has had some ideas. We spoke about this briefly before. Hollywood, to me, the movies sometimes are a reflection of how the general public is thinking. They're not going to make a movie about UFOs or alien contact if no one is interested in the subject. Um, we've seen back in 1951, the day the Earth stood still, as we spoke about, and that uh, was the close encounters of the day. That right. that took the general public's imagination by storm and and open the floodgates to that kind of movie. We've seen uh, Independence Day, where they've talked about with the president in that movie about Area 51. And are you kidding me? Isn't it real? And so forth. So it's these theories we're talking about are now out there in the general public. And does that then lead to a movie like E.T., where now we've accepted the fact, a majority of Americans accept the fact that you that aliens are out there, whether they're visiting or not majority of Americans feel that we're not alone in the universe. So that being the case, um, now we have E.T. visit us, and he's very cute, and he's uh, uh, benevolent, and he's phoning home, and, uh, and we're helping him uh, get back to his, his civilization. So are we then having, or is Hollywood then in some way part of this, where they're allowing uh, these movies to be made or promoting these movies to be made to then get the general public more used to this idea that we may be visited in the future if not having been visited in the past? Dead silence. I I don't know. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, I'll I'll leave it there. I think... (laughs) I'm going to bow out of the conversation at this point and let the doctor take over in turn because I thought that was to me. I think that that's to me. That's what's but that happening. That was 30 years ago. I'm trying to think after ET. I mean, to kind of flash forward here, what? what well, you got has, Independence Day, and they're talking was, about it then. But it was complete destruction, right? They're not presenting. Well, we won, but we won the war. In other words, <laughs> the it humans left, won. To <laughs> your, the humans your point won, and that's the all ape I show. Right. They had signs. Bob Mel, uh, Mel Gibson did the movie signs. Right. That's true about the crop. And nothing's a coincidence, and uh, even it's like like here's the idea. Now all of a sudden, those movies are showing the ET, if you will, as being not so benevolent. But we're achieving against all the odds and the technology that they have. We are still winning that battle. So the general public, even if there are aliens that are not benevolent, the general public is still okay with it, if you will. All right. So so bringing it back from the movies to reality. Just for a minute. That is our reality. <laughs> Have you listened to the show? <laughs> All right. Oh, no, but so we, we did leave off. That's a good point with Dave is making, because we did leave off about talking about the panic, and uh, the doctor had something to say about that. Oh, okay. so, so, so panic, right? What would people really panic? Well, yeah, I was going to say another reason why they may cover up other than panic was perhaps if they have this technology, let's say this energy, they harness this energy and we're able to get off of our current energy and it would 
tilt us upside down as far as ec- the economic balance as everything was all of a sudden free energy would think about what the government would think about that and how that turns a society around is it you know be great for us but then our e- economy is like all messed up it's all different it's so maybe they are hiding hmm. some of the technology they don't want to say listen we have this we have that you know maybe that's another reason of a cover right right well the one there's one other story just to talk about we don't have clips about it because uh, there's just no, no sound bites on this because it's so complicated but there was a an, an investigation by the British government uh, and uh-huh. I think they're calling it Brightwater so doctor what was uh, that whole that discussion? was an Air Force base in uh, in England somewhere that they saw lights in the forest so they went out to investigate and you can actually hear the actual military tape they were looking for they thought it was a crashed something crashed there and they went out and they saw lights and they actually saw an object that looked like a big eye as if they something was looking at them and one of the air force guys actually touched this object and uh the the next day he had this uncontrollable urge to write this binary code down and this is 30 years ago he didn't know about we don't pre-computers really for the general public they don't know about binary code he wrote 16 pages of binary code code and also wrote these symbols of what he saw on this thing that he touched and um there's been investigation into what the heck the what does it mean the the code you know trying to figure it out and there are some theories as far as what it does mean there's some coordinates that came about and some theories about that it's actually these guys were time travelers because they had the year 8000 8100 i think it was that came came across but the the it was a military installation that sent these military guys out and they they, they didn't even speak about it for for, for come public for years so they had no personal gain to make this type but of they story had a, up. they had a use of binary code back 30 years ago before the computer's binary code was even popular. Hmm. So where did this how did this guy come up with this message That's that actually thing. could be could be translated into a message, whatever the message and he was? Just, after he wrote it down, he put it away and forgot about it. He After he got it out of his system, he said, alright, that's it. And he, some investigator was looking into it and said, what do you mean? You, you wrote this down and then they're trying to figure out, you know, 30 years later what, what happened. But uh, I mean, does, does, after all this discussion, we're trying to just expo- expose the topic and, and get the person with the open mind, which I know Dave has, to just at least consider, well, is this something that's worthwhile talking about, worthwhile investigating on the computer or, or wherever else, maybe even going to one of these conventions with me? Uh, is, is now you're talking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Alien life is yeah. one thing. Going to I mean, if they had the convention in Vegas, that'd be sick. something. But in Arizona, I don't know. Well, where, where do you stand on it? Well, you know, when I'm th- as you guys are talking, I'm thinking, you know, it's really almost like a perfect storm here because if there is some evidence of in- of superior intelligence, um, that yes, I, I think to to John's point, it-, it-, it could create havoc, maybe not panic like like in War of the Worlds, but it could it could you know disrupt the economy. There could be technology that's incredibly dangerous. That, that the government doesn't want to mm. tell us about. Um, and so, so really what's happening is somehow maybe they're keeping it back and the people who do report these little incidences occasionally uh, could be ridiculed or they don't report it uh, because they're worried about their careers. So, you know, look, I'm, I'm yeah, I've kind of come over on the other side. I, I think if the, the confluence of evidence, what you're telling me here, 
would get me more interested. I'd like to find out more about it um, because it's starting to make sense to me why, if it does exist, why it's it could not be uh, or or it's not being widespread uh, in terms of letting people know because there are some logical reasons why. So and yeah. there is a little bit of a breakthrough, if you will, with I mean, with look at the presidents themselves. Um, there is a story of Nixon bringing uh, Jackie Gleason to uh, a certain area and showing him you uh, 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 bodies of, of aliens. I don't know if that's going to be legit or not, but that's out there. But more to the point is Jimmy Carter has admitted seeing UFO, something he called a UFO or unexplained. President uh, Reagan, uh, in a very famous speech, uh, discussed and he said, well, what, you know, if UFOs came around, um, just hinting about that, I mean, the President of the United States talking about it, if they came around, they would think that our problems are minuscule and we should be getting along together because there's a, a much larger threat than just what's going right. on on this planet. I mean, th- there's an article that I don't know if you guys saw that just came out in National Geographic. Yes, I, I actually read National read Geographic. I do. Well, just for the, the pictures? Or? Yeah, not just for the pictures, <laughs> just like Playboy. Um, there, th- there's this whole article about how they're looking for other forms of life. We're spending millions of dollars, but just looking for carbon, just some water on, an, on a distant... Gal- in a distance galaxy somewhere, the, the, the moon of Jupiter or something, all they want to know is that there's water or something carbon-based. And, right. and, and, and to make that leap to, well, not only is there something carbon-based, but you know, they've been got two already. eyes, and they're talking to us, and they visited, right? I don't it's, even know that they would be carbon-based. See, I go as far as, I mean, if you... But maybe not. The right. stats of, of the universe yeah, are so beyond different. belief in terms of what's possible out there, the, right. the numbers. And that article actually does address it, that, that there could be life forms that we're just not, not sure exist, because we don't, we don't know anything about any other types of existence other than uh, what, what can be chemically... Or, or what makes us up as people. Yeah, we think it all has to be, what we have here has to be the same thing out there. So right. It's not not necessarily. Well, this is an interesting discussion. I hope you enjoyed it. Please email us at lolednewagain at aol.com. This is Everything Old is New Again. We will be back next week discussing horse racing. Is it dead or alive? Come on back to Everything Old is New Again. So about that molar, I had this... Uh,